everybody, I'm Dave Lane. We want to welcome you to the Parent Pause. I know that parenting can be difficult, and so I'm excited to be able to be here to encourage you in your journey as a parent. I'm also excited to be joined by my amazing co-host, Emma Smith, who happens to be my daughter. And we're going to talk about parenting, and I'm going to be coming from the perspective of a parent. And Emma's going to be sharing some things from the perspective of my child. And so we're going to share some times where I did it well, and sometimes where I fell short. Because we all know this, that parenting isn't perfection. And there is no perfect parent. So, we hope this encourages you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're so glad that you joined us again. I am here with the one and only... Emma Smith. Hi, guys. And we have been talking about the three basic needs of a child. And we've looked at the book, uh, Grace-Based Parenting by Dr. Tim Kimmel, an amazing read for us as parents. But I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to do a little test now. Okay. Uh, can you tell me the two basic needs we've already dealt with? Yeah. So we have looked at secure love, and we've also looked at significant purpose. Okay. Can I just say something? I yeah. am totally impressed. Okay. I'm going to give you the bonus questions, okay? Okay. I'm ready. So remember we said, we said that every one of these answers a basic need. So secure love, our basic question rather, mm. of life. So a secure love, what's the basic question that answers? Who am I? Okay. Now here's the last one. Mm-hmm. Significant purpose. What is the basic question there? Why am I here? Wow. You get an A++. Three gold stars for Emma Smith. <laughs> no, uh, so that's great. And so today what we're going to talk about is a strong hope. And a strong hope also answers a basic question. And the basic question is this, is where am I going? Hmm. And uh, Em, you know I like I like math. I'm mathematical. I like equations. And this equation kind of hit me. It says this, that anything minus hope equals nothing. So hope is really the foundation. Yeah. Like you could have everything, but if you have, if you lack hope, then you really have nothing. Mm. And so in this book, what it talked about is that hope for us actually equals oxygen. Mm. Like think how important oxygen is. Like without oxygen, we're done. Right? right, yeah. And so our lives without hope is the same way because hope is kind of like the bottom line. In fact, when we talk about these three inner needs, what I would say is this, is the first two actually rest on a strong hope. Mm. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think I think it's so important that our hope is actually anchored in the right thing, right? Like yeah. the two other things, um, secure love and significant purpose, if if hope's not in the um, equation there, they make no sense. And you can't actually anchor those into anything, yeah. right? You need to make sure that you're anchor. And we would say the hope is in Christ, right? Yeah. And yeah. so unless we have that perspective – secure love and significant purpose don't actually make sense. Yeah. So we got to make sure that our anchor is actually secure. Because so often what we'll do is we'll tell our kids, hey, listen, you have all these abilities. And what we're actually doing is we're anchoring themselves. We're anchoring them in themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like a boat. If you think of a boat, if a boat anchors itself to itself, what happens? It drifts away. It drifts or it could even capsize. Right. Right. Because you know as well as I do, Em, is the gifts and abilities we have as we get older, what happens? They can fade. They can change. Yeah. Circumstances change. And so if our hope is in those abilities and they go, 
then we could have everything, but without hope, we really have nothing. And so what we need to make sure we do is we need to make sure that we anchor our kids into something that is greater than them. And like mm-hmm. you said, that's Christ, that's God, because he is the anchor that will never, ever change. Right. Right. Now, what I want to talk about for the remainder of our time is is how can we help build a strong hope within our kids? I think there's mm. three powerful things we can do. The first thing is this, is we need to recognize their God-given abilities, mm. but also their liabilities, mm. right? Because as a parent, we like to focus on what they're good at, but we also need to make them aware of where they need improvement. Why do you think that's important that we not only just tell them what they're good at, but as a child knowing, okay, these are the areas I need to work on. Yeah, I think the big thing with that would be um, there's a lot of pressure. If if you are putting so much pressure on your kids on all the, the good things they do and you want them to, maybe you're not intentionally doing it, but perform, right? Like, oh, do all these good things. But when there's not accountability on the other side, there could be pressure put on mm. there, but also like, the kid doesn't grow, right? No. Like it is really good for us to see see what our Achilles heels are. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I also think something really important about this is God-given. Mm. I think it's really important for kids to understand that ultimately it comes from God um, and that it's actually not in their own ability, mm. that, that God wants to use them. And there's a beautiful thing in that. But mm. in that also, there's a lot less pressure when it's yeah. God gave me this gift over, I'm doing this myself. I'm so good. Yeah. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, it just it changes your perspective, right? Because they realize where the power is actually coming from. Hundred percent. It's coming from God. You know, one of the verses that uh, is very familiar is Proverbs twenty-two, verse six. It says, "This tramp a child in the way he should go, and when, uh, even when he is old, he will not depart from it." And the part that I want to focus on is in the way he, he should go. What that means is this: is every child has a natural bent. Hmm. It's interesting if you take. Um, a branch and you want to make a bow, right? You have to look at the natural bend because if you do it the other way, the branch will actually snap. Mm-hmm. And each child has a natural bend, hmm. the way that God designed them. And so what that means as parents is this, is we need to actually know them well. Think of you and Bobby. You're completely different. Very different, yeah. Right? And you both have a natural bend. And so mom and I had to figure okay, so what makes Emma tick? And what right. makes Bobby tick? Because mm-hmm. of the way we brought you up was different. The, the principles were the same, right. but the way we communicated them were different. Well, perfect example. My brother can devour books. Like, mm. he loves reading. Me, on the other hand, I have dyslexia, so it's definitely not something I enjoy. And so when it came to even studying our Bibles, mm. right, like your approach in in teaching me the Word of God compared to teaching Bobby the Word of God was so different, where Bob could pick up his Bible and read it, but me, on the other hand, I had to listen to it. Mm. I, had to, I had to interact with it differently um, because of that part of our natural bets, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we need to remember as parents is this, is this whole idea is making sure that we have recognized their abilities Mm. and that they're using them. But if we're going to challenge them to use their abilities, we also have to know our abilities. Mm. So I can't tell you to use your God-given abilities, but I'm not using mine. And so there's a really powerful uh, idea of of leading by example. Mm. And the same thing also applies for our, uh, our weaknesses. 
we actually we actually have to have know our weaknesses as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is something freeing, I think, when we understand that a parent's not perfect. Right. Sorry is a very powerful word. Yeah. I think the moments where, like, the reality is, Dad, you you weren't a perfect parent, right? <laughs> Mom I and know. you were not perfect. I know. But I think um, the most powerful times for me um, was when I was able to see you come to the realization of, oh, crap, I screwed up, mm-hmm. right? And you were actually willing to, to say sorry um, and acknowledge that um, was a really important thing for me because then also I it gave us the space for me to also acknowledge, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I have that sin tendency. Oh, hey, that's probably not great. And also being able to come to a place of humility with it. Yeah. And it wasn't in the end of the world. Right. Like if mom and dad struggled with it, I struggled with it. Not that right. I gave into it. Right. But it's not like... There's no hope. Right, exactly. And that in that, we realize that there's freedom in Christ, Mm. right? Which is, I think is a beautiful thing um, to remember in those moments where we actually bring those things forward Mm. and surrender them, that they're actually wiped clean. Yeah. So the first thing is to recognize their God-given abilities and their liabilities. Second thing, which I think is really interesting, is lead and encourage them into spiritual, a spiritual adventure. Hmm. It's the idea of raising strong kids and not safe kids. Hmm. And so we need to actually let them go. And as a parent, some of the things that God wants our kids to experience, i got to be honest with you, terrifies us, mm. right? Like going on missions trips and, and serving and doing this. And it's just, it's letting them go, realizing that God wants to use them. You know, there's a danger, I think, in raising safe kids hmm. because a safe kid what happens is it produces shallow faith and they kind of become wimpy believers mm-hmm. and a student and a child that's not as raised as safe they become spiritually lazy they are over this is interesting they're overly critical of the unsaved hmm. they don't have a heart for them and they're naive about the world hmm. right do you know what an oxymoron is two words that kind of um, contradict each other. Right. Okay. Right. And safe Christianity is an oxymoron. Right. Because we're told in scripture that like the Christian walk is not going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So when it comes to you growing up and was there ever experiences where you were able to embrace that spiritual adventure? Right. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things growing up was watching you and mom, um, and watching you guys step out. Um, allowed me to have space to also want to step out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really powerful thing in the fact that your kids actually watch your actions. They watch how you are going to trust God, and that will depend on if they're going to trust God. Um, and so, yeah, I would say growing up, there were times where I saw a mom and you succeed in that, and you stepped out, and there were times where where you didn't do so well, right? Because mm-hmm. of your, your humanness. And so... Um, just seeing the difference in that um, was very evident um, in how I moved forward in the situation. Um, but because I watched you guys step out and I saw God provide very clearly in different circumstances, I now as an adult can sit back and go, okay, God provided for my parents. I know he's going to provide for me. And so even as a teenager, that gave me a lot more courage to go, yeah. okay, I'm going to go into spaces that might be more uncomfortable because I know God's going with me because God went with my mom and dad, Mm. right? Um, And so, yeah, there is like 
security in that, mm-hmm. um, that actually allows you to be a lot more bold mm-hmm. um, when you see other believers around you being bold for Christ yeah. and God showing up. And I think as a parent, it, it's kind of a kind of a wake up call for us that you know if we want our kids to live that way as Christians, we have to live that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't we can't hide in the safety of the boat. We have to step out. Mm-hmm. And so for parents, what it means is this: this whole idea of the spiritual adventure is there's a balance between protecting our kids and their helplessness mm-hmm. and preparing our kids for their independence. Right. Because at first you're very helpless, but then there's a shift that we have to release you and let you explore and let you soar on your own. So Right. And also understanding that during the time of helplessness, during the time of like of that season, right? Like you're not going to throw a kindergartner into the mm-hmm. deep end. Like you're not going to no. do that, right? Um, but it's equipping your your kids while they're young so mm-hmm. that when they get to an age where you are going to send them out, that they are ready yeah. to defend the gospel. They're ready to stand firm in their faith, but that they also have a landing pad yeah. to come back to where they're like, ooh, I actually don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Ooh, I don't yeah. know. But that relationship, they're able to actually come back and go, hey, yeah. mom and dad, what does this mean? Yeah. Hey, can you show me what this looks yeah. like, right? Yeah, and being a youth pastor, I think for 30 years, there's a lot of things that students experience within the teenage years mm-hmm. that actually allow that spiritual adventure to happen. And as mm-hmm. parents, we can't stand in the way of that mm-hmm. because we have to realize that God is greater and God has something in, in store for our students. So uh, the last thing we want to deal with is this idea of helping them see God in their life accomplishments. Hmm. So basically, show them God in the moments of life. And this is really important because it's this idea that experiencing God. Hmm. Because I think for a lot of students, even Christians, there's a danger in never experiencing God. Because when we don't experience God, what happens is this, is our faith doesn't really become real. Right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And even, I remember there was one time where we bought, remember the time we bought that fridge? Right, yeah. And we didn't have enough money, and mom and I were worried. Mm-hmm. And so we got our tax return back, and for the sake of argument, let's say it was, you know, $1,800. Right. And we went to Sears, because mom had worked at Sears, mm-hmm. and we got this fridge, and it was like $1,900, let's say. Right. And we're like, well, at least God provided a chunk of it. Mm-hmm. But then the lady from Sears who sold the fridge called back and said, oh, sorry, Laura, I forgot to apply your your, your employee discount. Mm-hmm. And it was $1,800 exactly. And we could have easily stepped away from that. Right. But instead, remember, we sat down and said, okay, so we had prayed mm-hmm. that God would provide this for us. And yeah. he met it to the cent. Yeah. And what did that do for you? Yeah, I think, as I said before, like that really gave confidence um, to the fact that God does provide right? Mm. God is faithful when you actually choose to trust him. Um, And so in that moment, like we were able to see God's faithful hand throughout that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I would say is this, is hope equals strength. And that's why it's so important that our hope is actually anchored Mm. in God. Well, that is it for the three basic needs. So they are again, secure, secure love, Significant Significant purpose purpose. and a strong hope. And we hope that that's uh, helped you as a parent. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Mm